It's like waking up in a world full of Alzheimer's. It's confusing. It's astounding. It leaves you bamboozled. Hello, my name is Pasty. And I'm Fat Mac. And you're listening to B-Sticks Podcast. Tonight at the top of the show, as always, we gotta give a big shout out to our lovely sponsors. Of course, I'm talking Qualities T-Shirt Company of Wilmer, Minnesota, bringing you the finest quality custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer vinyl and decals, and t-shirts all around for any occasion. Sports teams, work, marketing, they got you covered. And then, on the other hand, you've got my good friend Corey Matthews at Monster Wear Clothing, bringing you your small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services offered. Monster Wear Clothing is your one-stop shop for all your self-branded needs. He does impeccable graphics work. And you don't want to miss out. And you definitely got to give the monster a call this close after Halloween. Oh, yeah. Keep that season rolling on. So what's up, Fat Mac? What we got going on in this? And tis the season to remember. Well, it's the season to remember uh, a fallen soldier in the world of pro wrestling, one that many of us grew up watching because, folks, 17 years ago, the first annual Ted Petty Invitational took place on November 1st and 2nd of 2002 in Clarksville, Indiana, to honor the deceased wrestler Rocco Rock of Public Enemy, who, of course, real name was Ted Petty. The first round of this tournament seen a wide range of performers, most of whom you'd recognize today. We had uh, BJ Whitmer, who defeated Matt Murphy, a Steel Beat Super Dragon, Nick Mondo going over Nate Webb, Colt Cabana besting Ken Anderson, both of whom you can Chris, see in NWA Power now. Of course. Chris Hero heroically overtaking Matt Stryker. Jimmy Rave winning against Tarek the Great. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels getting a win on his close friend AJ Styles. That says and Fallen CM Angle. Punk punking out M-Dog 20, who of course was a young Matt Cross. And the final of this amazing tournament was B.J. Whitmer and C.M. Punk going toe-to-toe with B.J. taking out C.M. in the end and winning the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship in the process. Sounds like a great show. This... Oh, for sure. And for a great cause. And in fact, they ran this for, I think... I want to say six, seven years. I think it's only they haven't done it for the past few years now. But since um, Tom yeah, Petty died, I mean, so since many changed to the Tom Petty Invitational. I believe so. I believe it is. But <laughs> yeah, so many names that you still watch today. Some were big at the time, and some uh, some weren't. But yeah, God, you talk about Matt Cross, CM Punk, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Matt Striker, Chris here. 
Pacheco, Colt Cabana, Mr. Anderson, BJ Whitmer, all people that are going strong today and, and are in main event or uh, upper mid-card positions. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid list of people. I'd say go out of your way to find it. It is around on the uh, on the internet. I couldn't find a great full video of it on YouTube, but I was able to find it through some channels that we don't want to say here because we don't want them taken down. Yeah, because then they wouldn't be a resource. Speaking of somebody who wouldn't be a resource, <laughs> good old JR is back. With this week's token JRR. <laughs> this one's a good one. Just listen to the, the diehards that pay their money to come see us. And I don't think that uh, Neville or uh, certainly Stu Snyder. Snyder loved the parties and the things like that, the social things. Kind of a gadfly. But Neville, Neville, Neville uh, reminded me, and I saw this the other day on TV, of Bernie Sanders. Tall guy, bald, older. Wise guy, wise, wise in, 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 in intellect, but it just didn't have the, and, uh, and, but nothing excited him in what we did. <laughs> Neville reminded him of Bernie Oh, Sanders. that good old JR. <laughs> Whenever I see an old white guy, I automatically think Bernie Sanders. <laughs> nothing we did, nothing, nothing excited him that we did. <laughs> I think Bernie Sanders is a little overexcited by everything. I think he is. I think uh, I think Jr. needs to just sit back, take a breath, and not stumble over all his words. But he is so fun to listen to. I I give him so much crap. We're going to continue to give him so much crap each and every week on this show. But that that shouldn't deter anybody from actually going back and listening to the podcast because right. they they are full full of of just unbridled information. JR holds no punches when it comes to anybody, including the company that's paying him right now. Right. That's the beauty of it. And he had some uh, choice words for Seth Rollins this week, or last week, I should say. I haven't listened to this week's, but because that dropped today. But last week he had some choice words for Seth Rollins about his minor leagues comment. <laughs> Good stuff. And now moving forward, we There's can get into stuff, yeah, the best reason to watch wrestling this week. And unfortunately, with it being Halloween week, I didn't have all the time in the world to watch all the wrestling in the world. So there's not a whole lot to say. And there's one thing I would like to include on the list, but I'm not going to tell you to watch a WWE Saudi show. So that'll be talked about later on. But of course... On top of the line this week, we got to talk about Impact Wrestling because Sammy Callahan defeated Brian Cage in a cage for the Impact World Championship. Ooh, and then hell of a match. Yeah. And Tessa Blanchard wants that title. And she looked badass when she was in there toe-to-toe with him. Oh, fuck yeah. And this is good because I... I it's much more believable Tessa going after Sammy, even even for as hardcore as he is, than the giant uh, bulked up cage. This this is a much better match, and of course they yeah, like you said, they already got the feud going, so this is great. I would love to see Tessa walk away with the championship at some point. Oh, she should definitely. 
Still no word on whether she has actually re-signed with Impact or not, though. It sounds like she's heading in that direction. It She'll probably re-sign like once the gold's around her waist. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> and then, of course, I did watch AEW Dynamite this week, and I gotta say it was far better than last week's What the Fuck Was That I Just Watched. Uh, in the show, I we saw a very good promo package uh kind of halloween themed depicting depicting brandy Rhodes walking away from her everyday life and going into this dark witchy satanic type of chamber and performing a ritual to summon the one and only awesome kong summon the kong who i'm only assuming she's going to use to brutalize the women's division it was Probably the best thing I've ever seen involving Brandy in wrestling ever. Yeah, no, I mean she hasn't obviously done much, but um, right. I can't I can't say that I, I didn't get a chance to watch it this week. I just was not able to. I, I just wasn't. But the Rick um, and Morty stuff was pretty fun too. Oh, the Rick and Morty. Oh, 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 that, that, that. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, wasn't it just uh, just them coming out in masks? Is that what uh, no, it was? Um, it was Best Friends and Orange Cassidy came down as Rick, Rick, and Morty. There was two Ricks and a Morty. Yeah, yeah. And I then they handed, a, I out a bunch of, they handed out a bunch of masks to the people in attendance, so everybody in the crowd was wearing different Rick Which masks cool. and Morty masks. I was, uh, this is the second time now that they've kind of dropped the ball on. They're pulling the Dixie Carter move of trying to hype people up for these events and announcements that are kind of lackluster. Yeah. Uh, which, because, I mean, yeah, it's cool that they dressed up as Rick and Morty, but everybody well, was dressed up that night. Well, they were announced to the and, ring at, by, by Harmon and Ryland. So. Yeah, yeah, who weren't there. It was like a, a pre-tape, yeah, a, right? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. so it's like, it's, I mean, it's nothing that needed to be promoted ahead of time, it, I It's guess. plain and simple, TBS wanting to get broad, or get advertising on a program that they know fans, you know, Rick and Morty people are probably watching AEW. Well, Turner owns Adult Swim, That's so what I'm it, it yeah. makes yeah. makes sense, and I get that. But you know, they just had the um, they just had the the huge announcement coming. You know, they had a press conference and everything for this giant, huge announcement that was going to change the business, and then they promoted that they were just going to have their first match in Jackson or their first show in Jacksonville. And they got a lot of shit about that. Yeah, but then Tony Khan did slyly say, we got to come up with something else. Yeah, now they're backpedaling and they're like, oh, we got to do something else. And it's like, you can't. I think it's being coy. I don't see it as backpedaling. I think they've had something else planned and that was just the small thing they leaked out for now. Yeah, but isn't that shitty for getting people excited for that announcement? And your announcement is just that you have an announcement? Yeah, but if it, what if it's not 100% locked in yet? Where the point, if they said something about it's, it, would fuck it then up. Then you shouldn't do it. It's a Dixie Carter. People, hey, I'm just calling it, it how it is. We, I get Dixie Carter so much shit for all of that. And it's like, you can't, you can't be telling fans, you can't be hyping these things to fans and letting your fans down every night. It's better to give fans low expectations and blow them out of the water than high expectations and disappoint them, you know? Well, how about SCU defeating the Lucha Bros to become the first ever AEW Tag Team Champions? That was a solid That's match. That's something I can get behind. I can definitely that's, get behind that. That's what you wanted the whole time. They said, fuck it, we're going to cater to Fat Mac this week. I like it. 
And uh, Proud and Powerful destroyed the Rock and Roll Express and power slammed Ricky Mortensen through a stage prop. It was amazing. They took a lot of damage. They had a sock full of random something that they were beating him up with, too. It looked nice. like three tennis balls, but still. You know. I like the idea of having something in a sock because it can be something soft, but the people watching don't know that. Right. Right. It's kind of <laughs> like a Triple H's sledgehammer. It's foam, <laughs> but it could be solid steel. <laughs> the contract signing between Jericho and Cody was a little lackluster. But overall, I'd say the show was a better product than last week by far. It was back, uh, I'd say quality of two weeks ago, which was their best show yet. So, I um, Oh, one thing I wanted to, to bring up in the complaint department and one thing in the uh, positive department. Um, I think it was two weeks ago, and again, I didn't watch it this week, so I'm not sure. But like two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago. Either it was a, one of the last shows they did. They did the whole blackout again, where they blacked everything out, and then somebody popped up again. And I was like, God, haven't I been telling them they're doing that way too much? So they really need to hold off on that. The positive I, I want to say WWE and the Fiend. <laughs> the positive I want to say that you don't have on here was uh, I did see the video clip of Kenny Omega coming out as Sans from Undertale yes. and with uh, with the Undertale. Undertale type theme that was just badass, and to me, I thought that I think was, it's cool. Me, and that it's, was... it's great for setting the stage for what's to come. Like the the voice is telling him that his friends are gonna abandon him because he's not doing good. Like, yeah, I thought that was cooler than the was, Rick and Morty was, stuff. Yeah, and I'm not an Undertale fan. I'm a Rick and yep. Morty fan. But yep. <laughs> I, I didn't like, type wow, it in cool. there, but it was definitely something I wanted to bring up because it was awesome. Yeah, and then and then and then the Young Bucks were just wearing their same costumes from. Uh, fight for the fallen or whatever the yeah they're they're street fighter garb they must have paid a lot for them <laughs> they're getting their money's worth. i'm sure they did <laughs> kenny still hasn't but, showed up that's why he was sans <laughs> right uh the good thing though pasty another best is that we don't have a worst yeah that's that's a great thing to have especially in a week like this when when you had a saudi arabia show that could have definitely been on there Oh, I've heard nothing but good things about that show, which is sad. But I mean, it's not sad. It's very good. It's just sad that certain people who are too proud to watch it are never going to get to see those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we're going to delve into that a little later on. But man, Pacey, we got something else to delve into. That that's taken the in in one day it took the pro wrestling internet fans by storm. Yep. Talk about that damage that you don't need at this time and place in pro wrestling. Well, this is something right here, I think. Something not good. Uh, It's the the Jordan Miles debacle, the the smile shirt, if if you will. Um, So if I would assume by now anybody listening to this has already seen or heard, but Long story short, and you can see we've posted kind of a, a picture trying to explain if people don't know what the whole big deal is. Bottom line is WWE created a shirt for ACH, who is going under the Jordan Miles name in NXT, which when I first heard this whole stuff, I was like, who the hell is Jordan Miles? And it's like, oh, ACH. All right. Well, who's ACH? Um, Jordan Miles. Yeah, but I mean, what's ACH stand for? It's not just Ash. Uh, 
<laughs> no, it's it's basically just like um, RKO for Randy Keith Orton. It's okay. his it's his initials in real life. So we don't know what his name is, though. Who doesn't know? You don't know? Yeah, I don't know. Why not? Because it's not on here. What's his name? Is it supposed to be? Actually, it is on there if you actually read what I've written. <laughs> but it's Albert Hardy or Albert Christian Hardy. Oh, and, and he it, can't it, go by that it name because he's 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 not a Hardy boy. Christian. He's not Christian. That's why. <laughs> okay. Um. So they, they came out with this shirt that is basically his name morphed into a giant um, uh, uh, Sambo smile. And if you don't know what a Sambo smile is, visit our Facebook page, look at the pictures. I don't know how better to explain it other than blackface. It's a black person, big red lips, giant white teeth, always grinning and being goofy. It's it's very it's it's very racist and derogatory, basically. Yep. Now, to to WWE's defense, they never sold the shirt. It was never released. But um, the fact that somebody not only came up with it, but they made alterations to make it look more and more the way it did means that somebody thought of it, somebody okayed it, and somebody thought enough to continue working on it. Vince. <sighs> Everybody knows my feelings of Vince and, and colored folk, African-Americans, any kind of non-Caucasian wrestlers, to be honest. Yeah. And um, we're going to get into the whole colored people thing at the end of this, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot to go through here. Uh, so why don't, why don't you start off with some of the text, Pasty? You want to... All right. It, it started with a tirade of texts. Yes, yes, it did. ACH started out by tweeting, I will keep posting this till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for anything I say or do. Representation is important. If this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's vision of me, then this is a slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan, and supporter. This shirt is what's wrong with America and the wrestling industry because they are blind and stuck in their ways. They don't see the disrespect in producing a design that screams racism racism against african-americans they have been blinded for years and they need a reprogramming because they are ignorant the whole wwe system is fraud they created the system where you can't trust anyone you grow cold stone cold (laughs) and you grow (laughs) apart from what you love the most the fact hulk hogan is still employed after giving the locker room an apology for being caught says enough Hashtag for the culture. For the culture. Tupac once said, I'm not saying I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the brain that will change the world. I'm that brain. For the culture. For the culture. I've used this shirt as fuel. I knew the shirt existed, and my soul hasn't been able to rest properly since I've laid eyes on it. My voice will be heard. My true opinion will be heard. My people will have their moment. Fuck Ring of Honor, too. I'm the only allowed one. I'm o- No. No. They. They. <laughs> the only. Okay. <laughs> they only allowed one African-American to be the top guy. While guys like Cedric Alexander, 
Malcolm Bivens and myself had to choose chase this visible carrot on a stick. Name another African American who has reached great heights other than this Uncle Tom. So let's stop there, Pasty. That was his first kind of uh, string of rants there. It started out understandable. And then it got unprofessional, but probably, again, understandable. Probably something you shouldn't put out there in social media. But when you're heated, we've all done that. You're heated, Uh you might click the send button and then be like, oh, crap. And uh, to me, once he went into the... Once he went into calling um, uh, Jay Lethal uh, Uncle Tom... And, and going off on Ring of Honor, he really, really crossed the line. Because now he's bringing down a successful African-American in pro wrestling who's yeah. amazingly talented and worked years and years to get where he was. I'm surprised he didn't say anything about Kofi, to be honest. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you have to say on this so far before we go further? I think he's in the right because I think it's it's... 2019 this shirt should not even be considered let alone brought to him as a design option let alone gone forward with uh he does he's heated he's heated and also social media doesn't help because they need that attention as soon as you start to get that attention you want to go more and more you know what i mean yep because you've got it people are listening people are watching and yeah, I think he he may have gone too far, but uh, as we're gonna find out later in the show, and even more next week, he's not the only one who's got complaints about Ring of Honor. No. So then, pasty WWE actually sent out a response, which I'm shocked but proud they did because I feel you almost have to in a PR deal like this. Uh-huh but it might not have been the best response that they could have given either. What they said was Albert Hardy Jr., a.k.a. Jordan Miles, approved this T-shirt for sale. As always, we work collaboratively with all of our performers to develop logos and merchandise designs and get their input and approval before proceeding, which I think a lot of wrestlers would argue with that, but nonetheless. (laughs) Probably. They go they go on to say, this was the same process with Albert, and we Stardust responded swiftly. One, really. <laughs> swiftly, once he later requested that the logo slash t-shirt be redesigned, no t-shirts were sold. Now, when you read that right off the bat, you're like, well, hey, there, you know, maybe what what's going on here? What's going on? What's going on? But. ACH actually rebuttaled that at this point, Pasty, or Jordan Miles, or Albert Hardy, if you will, where he said, when I originally saw the design, I was uncomfortable. Rather than addressing the issue, I decided to counter-offer with another. Baker Landon lied to my face. He said Triple H wanted this design, so my hands were tied. I spoke with Triple H in person, and his impression was that I approved the shirt. He went on to say, don't believe me, email him and ask him yourself, go fuck yourself, Baker. And he sent a screenshot of um, a 
Oh, that's the wrong screenshot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. I put in the wrong screenshot. He put in a screenshot that had um had an email between Landon Baker and Triple H, where Triple H said, I like it, but we could still improve on it. I want the letters to look more teethy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not good. Not good. But also... Also, the fact that, um, at least according to ACH, Triple H said that he was under the impression that ACH approved it, so it's possible that Baker Landon is playing both sides here. Triple H, he approved it. ACH, uh, he said you have to take it. You know, there could be a little bit of shenanigans involved there. Yeah. Uh, he also went on to put out a video where he said that WWE does not care about blacks. He flipped them off and said a few other things. By the time I started going through all this, that tweet had been deleted, and I could not find it streamed anywhere, surprisingly, so I don't have the audio clip like I wanted to play. But, folks, if you want to hear it, go out and look for it. Maybe you can find it. If you find it, send us the link, and we'll put it up on facebook.com forward slash beefsticks. And then, as we all do, Pasty, he uh, had some time to sleep on it. He woke up the next morning. I'm sure he got a talking to from a lot of people. And he uh, he put out an apology. You want to let the folks, let them in on what the apology was. Yeah, he said. It's a bit of an apology. <laughs> <laughs> My tweets yesterday were completely disrespectful and were unprofessional. I've offended a ton of people and used anger to fuel me. With that being said, I'd like to take this time to state and apologize for not giving a shit about what others think of me. The angrier I have and the anger I have inside of me has been built up for years now. Call me what you want, but you'll never be able to call me a fake. I've been lied to, used and often mistreated by others who I have viewed as associates. I've tiptoed around, kept quiet, even took some L's when necessary. Emotionally charged up due to the shirt which triggered past emotions. I'm never going to be sorry for being me, nor will I take back my words. I'm the damn professional wrestler in the world and universe today. <laughs> I think he meant best, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm the damn professional wrestler. <laughs> I like that. He needs to sell his shirt. I'm the damn professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah. My ribs are touching and I'm tired of waiting. Time to snatch plates from those who haven't been who have been eating for far too long and always get seconds while guys like myself have to eat crumbs from the floor like an unwanted child. For four years, I gave my all to a promotion only to find out that you can only reach so high just as long as you didn't surpass certain people. I never begged for anything. I never kissed no ass, nor did rub elbows with the right people to get ahead. I hustled, worked hard. I didn't call Hunter every day to get booked in New Japan. Shout out to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I earned it. Why would you call Hunter to get booked in New Japan? He, he's saying, like, um, how, you know, some people call Hunter every day just to try to get on WWE. He's like, he didn't have oh. to call Hunter every day to get a job in New Japan. He did I it off you. of his own effort. <laughs> I know he's a lot, you know, he's he worded it kind of awkward. It took me yeah. a while to figure out what I, I'm, what I'm interpreting. He's saying I could be wrong. Maybe there's just some cat name, 
you know, Hunter Jones that worked in New Japan. Got him on there. I don't Triple know. H is playing both sides, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be the guy and no approval or and if no and of no one will allow me to be in that spot, <laughs> I shall blaze my own trail to that spot, rather it be by the approval of others or not. Today, lowercase, I shall continue to go the distance. Today, uppercase, I shall lee moving forward. Today, I shall rise up from my past ashes like a dark phoenix and promote change in this industry. Remember these words. I am the best in the world. And no man or woman will stop me from being honest. Go the distance. Hashtag miles ahead. Hashtag for the culture. So... He admitted it started out great. He admitted he was disrespectful <laughs> he and was unprofessional. On the right track, yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, then that guy just let his anger get the best of him. I dig he's being super honest yeah. and forthright. Yeah. Um, Some one, company's one positive take him on out and of let him be authentic. Oh, for sure, for sure. And he's been great in the indies. I've, I've loved ACH. He's awesome. I, and I always knew he would never get anywhere in WWE. That's we're not we're not fooling ourselves. But uh, a silver lining on this, he is now selling a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, which reads "Fuck Racism, Watch Wrestling," and "Fuck" is spelled F percentage hashtag K, which is cool, so you can wear it. And all proceeds from the shirt, all proceeds, not uh, not profits, all proceeds will be donated to the ADAA, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America Foundation. And uh, hopefully they're going to send him some uh, free pills. He could use them. <laughs> and I know you shouldn't joke about uh, mental illnesses. Definitely shouldn't, and I know as well as anybody. And I don't know that he has any, and I think this is great, and I think that's a great, uh, a great foundation to support. So I would recommend if anybody... Uh, if anybody likes wrestling and hates racism, you don't even have to know who ACH is and you don't have to have anxiety. Buy the shirt. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. But, pasty. <laughs> WWE will never be one to be outdone by its own ignorance and posted an unrelated tweet responding to a fan's criticism of their raw promo graphic having no people of color represented. They put out the Raw graphic, which has the Raw logo, and it has Hulk Hogan, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Rowan, um, Kyrie Sane, and Ric Flair on it. Uh, one of these things is not like the other. Don't know what Rowan's doing there, but okay. <laughs> Weird. And he's right in the front. Right. I don't know. Dressed but in a that's nice not... flannel looking sharp. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, a fan posted... Where are the people of color? Which was a, a fairly uh, uh, poignant observation. Mm. And WWE on Fox Twitter had to reply when they should have just shut their mouth. They should have learned from ACH and just pulled their fingers away from the keyboard before yeah. they let it out. And they answered with, what do you think Kyrie Sane is? Ouch. First of all, I think Kyrie Sane is a talented professional wrestler, an amazing woman, and a great athlete. Mm -hmm. When I look at Kyrie Sane, I don't immediately say, hey, there's a person of color. No, nope. I also don't want to just describe her. 
That's what do you I, think I Becky Lynch is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Becky Lynch is a foreign. She's from Ireland. What do you think she is? She's got what red. You, That's what a do you color. think Hulk Hogan is? Hulk Hogan's pretty damn dark, buddy. <laughs> I think he's a person of color, brother. I've heard him drop the N-word once or twice. He's got to be rolling with the homies. Oh. And that's not Seth Rollins at all. That's Mansoor. <laughs> uh, they did yeah, a horrible they did. thing. They, 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 they had the Cesaro-Mansoor match, and then yeah. right afterwards it was a Seth Rollins promo. Yeah. <laughs> like They look too close. <laughs> they, they're too similar. They need to the- fight. I need to see them fight each other. You have, you have to just know that they're not the same person. What if they are? <laughs> right. We don't, have you ever seen the two of them in the same place at the same time? Nope, just one after the other. <laughs> um, they did go on to not only delete their comment, but to respond saying they never should have responded that way. And, and then they said something really stupid too, which is kind of correct, but it actually has nothing to do with the graphic that the fan was pointing out, was they said... We never should have responded. We know better. It was our mistake. And if we had responded, we should have responded with Kofi Kingston or Big E or, and they said another black person or something, which, yes, those are people of color, but no, they're not on the graphic. So that no. still wouldn't answer the question. <laughs> they just, what the hell did those they guys have to do with anything? They just Kofi's face over, <laughs> over Rowan, but leave the beard. Over Rowan, God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on over there. These guys are, uh, ACH did his It's own hard problem. to say, too. Is it a Fox guy running the WWE on Fox? Is it a WWE guy running the WWE on Fox? I mean. Or is it just some random, it's you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, just not good. Uh, Very in, in, a, in a week where WWE actually finally came through on a promise, I never thought they would, and actually had a women's match in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, which super impressed me that they had the match, and I'm planning on watching it. I have not yet, but just the fact that match. it happened. I mean, there's still obviously centuries behind normal civilizations well but that was i know we are also i'm not saying america isn't (laughs) oh which i guess brings us to crown jewel pacey but before we get into crown jewel i uh i've been sipping on something a little nice over here and i might as well drop it down because i bought it special for the occasion don't break it i'm not gonna break it but I got me some Hawk Statters Slow and Low Rock and Rye Whiskey. Ooh, that sounds delicious. This is very good. It is straight rye whiskey, raw honey, navel orange, rock candy, and bitters. Um, don't taste like much of the rock candy. In a it is. It is. It's 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 delicious. It's it's black which I can only assume is coming from the rock candy, I'm assuming. Nice. But, um, oh, man, and it's so smooth. It wasn't cheap, but it wasn't obviously, you know, horribly expensive. But hey, it sounds good. Uh, and it's got a, a picture of a woman smoking a joint on the front. So 
Hey, hey. You can never go wrong with that. I'll have to get that sometime soon. Shout out I'm to Hockstatters. I'm just sitting over here drinking some good old Evan Williams bourbon. That's Evan Williams. It's so good. But you had to mention Rock Candy, and I can't go on without mentioning The Rock's new candy that will be coming to your way, quarter one of 2020, as the way The Rock Johnson avails his new Terramana tequila, the tequila of the people. It's the people's tequila is what it should be. It should be. (laughs) Well, no, it should be the tequila. It should be tequila of the people. Because uh, you, you change the you change the nouns and and the verbs around in Spanish. Yeah, so that would make sense. I get it. No, it sounds like it's going to be good. And sometimes I like to drink some tequila. It's fun. And it's actually it is actually uh, distilled in Jalisco, Mexico, which is the only place a real actual tequila can come from. Similar to how, you know, champagne can actually only come from the Champagne Valley in France. Right. But people make sparkling wines and call them champagne. Hmm. Tons of people make tequila and call it tequila, but it's not. Yeah, Chris Jericho's champagne will not be coming from France, I don't think. No, no. It's coming from uh, uh, um, Canada. (laughs) But no, it, it sounds... I don't know if it sounds good. It sounds like I want to I mean, try it. Yeah, yeah. Tequila's not a thing that you drink because it sounds good. No, it's something Tequila's you drink Tequila's a thing you wanna... I want to drink when I want to get stupid and act like you a kid. You want to black out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, nah, I don't really black out on it either. I just... Giddy. Giddy feelings. I think tequila and um, Hennessy are like the two liquors that do that for me the most. Mm-hmm. 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 So, I guess it's time for some crown jewel. And as always, we expect a Saudi show to be low and not worthwhile. This show kind of fucked that up, I guess. Cause it was Which not, is good. Not bad across the board. That's what we want uh, in pro wrestling. We want yeah. everything to get better. See, I was gonna, I was gonna watch it without giving WWE any kind of ratings, and then I heard that they announced that there was a women's match, and I'm like. Yeah, they're going to say that, and it's going to be canceled the day of. But then it did I get thought canceled. that, too. And about a half hour into it, I decided to tune in. So I, I didn't see the first three matches. I saw, like, the end of the tag team turmoil match. But, uh, yeah, no, what I saw was, was entertaining by all means. I, I don't think there was really much that was bad. I heard the uh, Brock Lesnar-Cain Velasquez match was... Uh, obviously, it clocked in at two minutes ten seconds, and I heard Brock um, knew what was up and wanted to get out of Saudi Arabia while he still could. We'll get into that more later too. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like Cain Velasquez's um, leg still isn't healed, and you know he was supposed to get surgery before he signed with any company, and he ended up signing and having a match, and he still has another match yet. And then you would have to assume he's going to take a long time off for to to heal to get surgery and heal. So I guess that, that's whatever. Thing, he he pulled a Maria Canellis and signed up, only to say, "Oops, I'm pregnant." There you go. Here <laughs> to here first, folks. Ken Velasquez is pregnant. All these people are coming from outside of WWE. Like, hey, I heard you like to pay people to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but we should probably start at the top, I guess. There was a pre-show, right? Yeah, 20-man battle seen. royal, which, as always, you could determine it's a WWE battle royal. It's not going to be worth watching. No. And uh, judging by the results, I mean, it's cool. Humberto Carrillo won by last eliminating Eric Rowan. And I heard Eric Rowan eliminated Luke Harper. Yeah. So that's that's some stuff, but I don't think it means anything. I I think Rowan's I think Harper's stuff. eliminated Rowan before, I'm pretty sure. While they were in a team even. It just that's what happens. <laughs> you can't both It's win. it's good. It should be. When it's every person for themselves, you should help each other out for a while, but there should always be a point where one or the other Puts themselves the instant you catch them first. slacking, get them over the rope. Yep. So yeah, yeah we had um, the uh, WWE Championship match. I, I, did you want to talk more about this? Because I'm not. I didn't watch. No, it. I think we just. I think we just covered it. <laughs> we probably WWE, don't have much to talk about the next one either. No, probably not. <laughs> I guess Kane Velasquez got off a handful of punches, and then Brock Lesnar got off a couple of. Suplex City bitches and an F five and that was the end of the No, it was a Kamora lock and he tapped out like a like a bitch is what it was. He's a bitch. Yes. Two minutes ten seconds. At least he outlasted Kofi Kingston. Yeah. That still doesn't make Kane Velasquez look very good. Nope. Rock should have busted up his face and then Kane should have went out for his knee injury and came back six months later with Kane's mask. Yeah. That'd have been cool, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you're trying, but you're not getting me excited yet, buddy. It, it's a lucha mask, though. It's a it's a cane style lucha mask. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I guess after the match, I did catch the the Rey Mysterio came out and beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar with a chair, including headshots. So I did he really? Fun. I didn't even yeah. hear about that. Yep, yep. Chased Good him right him. out of the arena. So so Rey Mysterio looked like he was bigger than Kane Velasquez by the end of the segment. Yeah. Did you switch their movie? What's on now? Uh, I did. All right. Mm. Sorry, folks. Life happens. It does. It does. Sometimes Life, you get to um, the mic off. finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a button. <laughs> it does. It actually probably should be because it happens so often. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way <laughs> to screw up our podcast, <laughs> to interrupt our podcast. It doesn't screw it up. It's still amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, then, Pacey, we had the largest title of a match in the world. That's right, Fat Mac. It's the largest tag team turmoil match to determine the World Cup for the best tag team in the world. And we both picked the heavy hitters. You picked the Viking Raiders. I picked the heavy machinery. We were both fucking wrong, and they finally put the OC over because it gives them a title that doesn't matter, and nobody can take away from them. Right? Yeah. It was good. um, Heavy machinery came into the match too early, and they were really blown up really fast, as you would expect. You would. And they and, got they they seem to get eliminated fairly early. They're the fourth eliminated, yep. from what I'm reading. Yep, they beat um, uh, they beat Ziggler and Rude, and that was it. Or, yeah, oh, no, no, they, no, they, they beat didn't. the B team and got beat by Revival. Correct. Uh, no, yeah. they beat Ziggler and Rude. Ziggler and Rude and the B team. No, B team was eliminated by New Day. 
ET revival revival was eliminated by New Day. <laughs> okay, whatever. Heavy Machinery, B Team, and Revival were all eliminated by New Day. Viking Raiders made it to the end though before they were eliminated by by the OC. Yep. So they they yep. made it close. Lucha House Party was eliminated by Ziggler and Rude. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder were eliminated by uh, Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, Ziggler and Rude looked like a, a pretty strong team in this match. It was, and they it, came in first, huh? Yeah, I like seeing them gel together so well, especially since the bar isn't the bar anymore. So it's it's nice to have that replacement mishmash team, I guess. Right. Yeah, you always got to have them, and sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But this one's worked out pretty well. Yeah, I still I, they could they could break them up any day, and I would wouldn't blink twice. No. But you would assume that Ziggler would go down, Rude would go up. But the OC won this one, and that was a surprise to, I'm pretty sure, everybody. And it's good. Yeah. Not that a win on a special event that has no canonical, you know, I mean, nothing. nothing... Oh, it fucked up canon, because a lot of them won't be back for SmackDown. <laughs> right i mean nothing nothing that happens in this affects any real storylines going forward or at least it hasn't in the future or they the get past, bragging rights it's it's no different than being the king of the ring yeah. they haven't even gotten bragging rights usually because what braun Strowman won that green title and, and yeah. it was never talked about again after yep. he left and he's never defended it <laughs> tyson fury should be holding it right now by all accounts he should uh, but before we get to them, we had uh, Mansoor and Cesaro. Why did I go against Mansoor? I don't Why know. Why did you? Because I want Cesaro to finally win. Yeah, well, we know better than that. <laughs> uh, Triple H gave me some hope this week, though. He did say that, that if uh, superstars are used and they're used up and they've already fought everybody they can fight, they'll probably go to NXT for a while. So I'm hoping Cesaro's there sooner rather than later. Yeah, but NXT can only hold so many people I before know. you're holding down people that you're supposed to be advancing and building, you know? Yep, yep. It's a, it's a, I don't know what they're going to They have too many talents, they don't have enough stuff to do with them, and they can't afford to let them go because they might go somewhere else and, and make some money. you can't create a new show because it'll fail. Even yeah. If it was they, just they a standard, it. Even if it wasn't 205 Live, even if it was just a standard new show, it yeah. wouldn't do well. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I... I don't, I don't envy them having to, to, to come up with this. You know, I, I definitely don't. Yeah. And I don't envy that they're, uh, if you've heard their, their, um, their report, their, um, not income report, but anyways, yeah, their, their, their quarterly, quarterly report came out. Yeah. Their quarter. I can't think of what it's called, but and the one that comes out every quarter and, uh, they've lost a lot of money they've been going down. Yep. Not good. Still doing great. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know what could help? If you bring Mansoor to America and have him compete on, say, Raw or SmackDown, (laughs) he is super over with everybody in Saudi Arabia, and I really do think that would translate here in America regardless of his place of origin. He is an outstanding performer. He is, and he's got a look. Yes. And the earnings, earnings report is what I was trying to think of, folks. I apologize. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the whiskey's good. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it a quarterly I think the only issue with bringing Mansoor over is it kind of would probably put Ali out. Also, Judging by the way, Vince runs WWE. The question is, all I mean, 
you can work, you can get around these things. And if WWE wants to invest in them, you can, but we don't even know if he has a visa to leave. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. We don't know what the politics are behind him. They could just want to keep him there. I understand. They could. Yep. Especially. Yeah. So they they, want to keep a bunch for as long as possible. (laughs) Oh, then we had another, uh, a match with, uh, a guy who's gone on record saying this was a one-and-done match, although he's open to returning sometime in the future, Tyson it, Fury. It probably should be a one-and-done match. Um, did You did, You didn't see any of this, though. No, sir. So, prior to his entrance, they played, It's your thing, do what you want to do. And then they proceeded to launch every single type of pyrotechnic imaginable for, like, the duration of half that song. <laughs> then his entrance theme kicked in, and he walked down to the ring in full Saudi Arabia men's formal attire, the white with the red checkered hand headband. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> but maybe it is. You know, maybe it's a sign of respect, but maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> but um, the match could have been really good. The pacing and the way it was set up was well. Tyson Fury wasn't comfortable in the ring and it looked like he wasn't trusting in Braun enough to like be more fluid with the actions. So he came off kind of robotic and it ended up with him knocking Braun Strowman out as he was trying to get back into the ring for the 10 count, which was stupid. But yeah. uh, I don't know for what it's worth. He's not a wrestler and I'll give him credit for that. It was a decent match for a celebrity match and yeah, just I. I wish he would have put a little bit more trust in Braun and it would have been a far better outcome. I've I've read that it was a decent match compared to what most people expected it to. I think the the problem you got here, and I know you got to put Tyson Fury up against somebody big, but Braun Strowman, he definitely isn't green right now, but he's also not a seasoned veteran. And yeah. he's a big guy with a strong style. And it might not be the best person to put somebody who doesn't have wrestling experience in well, there with he can cradle you though. you know what i mean like he could cradle pretty much anybody and protect them that's, i that's don't the know i guess i, I haven't it. seen i haven't seen him do that like i don't I said, know I that wouldn't he can. put any of the i wouldn't put any of the downside on stroman i just the whole match i felt like tyson no. wasn't trusting enough yeah like, i'm not stroman, putting it on stroman Irish whipped him into the ropes and at the ropes he stopped turned around bounced off the ropes and came back so it seemed like like two different things yeah, know. well, that's just an experience more yeah, than anything, yeah. and I, I get that, but I blame more the bookers. I wouldn't blame Braun Strowman for it. I blame the bookers for not putting, you know, a Bobby Lashley would be great. Bobby Lashley is super experienced. He's just a big dude. He'd be able to take care of Tyson Fury. You don't hear of Bobby Lashley injuring people. I think Rusev would be really good. I think you could easily have Rusev do it. Somebody like a Roman Reigns, you know, which obviously they don't. All they wanted Tyson Fury to win. Later in the night, one match later in the night. So well, you but really Bron- but you, well, yeah, you could. Why couldn't you just switch Braun with any of them? What could there, go there's wrong? No reason, there's no reason any of those guys are in those matches. You just replace. I mean, you switch out Bobby Lashley with Braun Strowman. What does that hurt? Does that affect the five on five match? Just give him Goldberg. Yeah, that'll do it. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, it's a celebrity match. It was for the King of Saudi Arabia. It wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't for you and me. It wasn't. It for- was better than Lesnar Velasquez. So that's a point in my book. <laughs> that's, that's something. Because those are two full-time contract, well, not full-time, two contracted WWE wrestlers. Uh-huh. 
And then up next, uh, AJ Styles defended and retained his United States Championship against the hardest working man in Saudi Arabia, Humberto Carrillo, as he made his second appearance of the night. Yeah, um, we all knew that AJ was going to retain. Whoever was going against him, it was going to be their second match. There's no reason to pull it off AJ. But this definitely gives the rub to Humberto. I they're, think it's cool. they're putting him over good for now, but the problem is he's got that smooth, buttery, smiley face, and he's never going to really go anywhere. It's the um, Apollo Crews effect. It is. It really is. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see it. Not in WWE. <sighs> They'll make it look like it, you know, just to get him to sign that next contract, but then the next five years of his life will be nothing. Uh <laughs> But then things got knocked up a notch as the first ever women's combat match in sports Saudi Arabia history. Natalia. Saudi Arabia, baby. (laughs) Natalia defeated Lacey Evans by submission in a very nice, uh, very nice match. Um, You know, there was a lot of speculation how they were going to have to dress. People thought they were going to have their faces covered. They didn't have anything over their heads whatsoever. Their hair was back in ponytails. They both had on, well, Natalia had on her bodysuit that she normally wears. Lacey Evans had on a long black shirt and black sweatpants with, uh, they both had t-shirts over them. Natalia's was pink and had the heart logo and Lacey Evans was red and had whatever logo. Because they don't want to show the the, the form figure and stuff. And and I 100% have no problem with that. Honestly, I think think it helped me see the match as more of a wrestling match and not just a women's match. So I don't have complaints about that. Yeah, I don't either. I think that is is great. I've seen pictures of it, and I didn't think it was derogatory. I didn't think it was bad. I think think when you go to other areas, you should be respectful of their culture. Um, You know, this is different than not letting women drive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I used the example today at work talking to a coworker. In European television, even during the daytime, they can show nudity. Children see nudity on TV. Like nudity is is not shunned. It's not a negative right. thing. It's not bad. But beaches when, are a rare thing in America, and the rest of the world is pretty commonplace. Yeah, but when there's you know, but when Europeans come over to America or do shows in America or perform in America, they can't just go out and be nude anytime Why do you they think want. The rest of the world nude, hates so. us. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we, we wear too much clothes. But <laughs> so I mean, so I have no they problem with them covering fat. up. It's just all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I had no problem with them covering up. I thought it was cool. No, it was a solid match. They definitely showed up for women everywhere. Um, there is some stuff at the end of the match we're going to talk about later, which I think might tie into this controversy that is ongoing. Pray for our wrestlers abroad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, solid, worth the watch. It got me to tune in on the WWE Network and give them the credit. And I didn't feel like I was cheated after this match. I felt like it was very good. Under 10 minutes, but that's still 7 minutes and 21 seconds of women's wrestling Saudi Arabia never had before. Yeah, it was the shortest match other than the Brock Velasquez match, but yeah, you said it. That's, you, I... I have nothing more to add to that. More than they've ever had before. And the crowd was nuts for it. Insane. In the membrane. Yes. And then I kind of did dishes and cleaned the house during the next match, so I don't got a lot to say on it. 
Other than the Hulkster comes through again, baby. What you gonna do, brother? When Hulk I gotta Hogan stop betting through? against the baby faces on these Saudi Arabia shows, man. It's so fucking yeah, you, cut and dry. You really have to sit back and say everything that happens here is in its own bubble. It has nothing to do with storylines. It has nothing well, to do with tomorrow's show or the next. Well. It didn't. It didn't. These are <laughs> these are things that happened afterwards. I mean. The matches themselves had nothing to do with storylines no, or the show's afterwards. The final match, I think, changed some things going forward, obviously. Uh, ish. But we're not there yet, as we rest now on the five-on-five old man versus old man team match. Team Hogan represented by Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali. And I team just said that I am uh, very disappointed that... With the start of Roman Reigns, Rusev, and Ricochet, this should have just been an all-our-name team. <laughs> right, Randy Orton. and Randy Orton could have been in there. Robert Roode could have been in there. I mean, let's just, come on now. Come on. <laughs> you started something. Follow through, WWE. <laughs> and Hogan could say, my team's called the shouldn't have said the hard R's. <laughs> that, that's what his team's called, the hard R's. Hard R's. Hard R's. Hardy R's. <laughs> Did you see Ricochet's fucking weird-ass Power Ranger costume? It was like some superhero get-up, but it was loud and obnoxious. And I did not see it, but I will look ridiculous. it up right now. Yes, you do that. As I announced, Team Flair consists of Randy Orton, King Corbin, which I thought was a word that wasn't allowed to be said in Saudi Arabia, Bobby <laughs> Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura and Drew McIntyre, which to me, and I picked them, was the obvious team to win this match. Because, I mean, look at that lineup. Look at all those small guys on Team Hogan. Hey, pasty. Pasty. It's stupid. He was dressed up as All Might. Come on. Who? That's badass. All Might from My Hero Academia? Huh? That's badass. Everybody listening to this knows what that is other than you. No. That's badass. No. Let's see it in the comments, folks. <laughs> Do you know My Hero Academia? I think everybody does. It's one of the <laughs> most, probably the most popular Sorry, anime Kenny right now. Kenny Omega's Sans wins this one. <laughs> I think more people watch, uh, I would say more people know My Hero than Undertale. I happen to know both. Yeah. But... No, I don't know. But no, that's cool. I think that's awesome. I think it looks cool. I think if you knew what it was, you'd appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I just I felt bad. Like, Roman Reigns had Rusev and then Tiny Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Against Team Flair, yeah. which is just... It, honestly, it felt like um, Space Jam. Man, the Toons versus the big alien fucking brute dudes. It yeah, if they would have switched... Uh, if they would have switched Rusev and Shinsuke, it really would have been... Yeah. Lopsided. <laughs> but uh, it was a pretty good match, and the, the end sequence was really good uh, with everybody getting their finishers off and Ricochet, Shorty, and Ali keeping most of the team flair outside of the ring while Roman Reigns picked up the spear. It advanced the feud between Rusev and Bobby Lashley, as you would expect and hope. Yeah. Um, it did everything it was supposed to do, and, and Team Hogan won and Roman Reigns won. What what else could you possibly expect? I expect that Hogan gets a WrestleMania match this year. <laughs> oh boy, I don't want that. 
Which brings us to the main event. Unless it's Hogan versus uh, The Rock. A really cool false count. Re- reimagining. <laughs> yeah, the false oh, count. I don't want to see that because that was <laughs> possibly the very best WrestleMania match of all time. You don't want to sully it. <laughs> but they could both be drinking uh, yeah. Terra Mana tequila at the time. Ah. Uh. But yeah, yeah, no, you you had mentioned it. We're getting into the falls. Hey, count Jeff Hardy anywhere. could be special guest referee. <laughs> there you go. Universal Championship match: The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Seth Rollins in what probably surprised a lot of people after the last run at Hell in a Cell. But this was a pretty solid match. It, you know, the typical Seth Rollins tries to do everything in his power to keep the Fiend down. He even got to hit him with the sledgehammer a few times. Which, of course, the Fiend no-sold. It ended when uh, Seth Rollins uh, power kicked him off the stage area and into an electrical equipment box, which exploded in a sparkler and some fire. And as Seth is trying to unbury this pile of wreckage, the Fiend stands up and puts him in the mandible claw, thusly winning the match. Uh, It was bathed in the red light again, but... I do have to say the promo package leading into this match, I kind of have to eat my words at Hell in a Cell because it was so good. The The promo was set to a, a choir of creepy children singing, uh, Oh dear, what can the matter be? As Seth Rollins repeatedly crushes and defeats or tries to defeat Bray Wyatt with his various means in the Hell in a Cell and he keeps popping up. It just felt so good. And, and so... I'm, I'm going to say that that was worth it for this. Although, why would you do this for Saudi Arabia? I guess it makes sense because you're having two pay-per-views in a month. But, uh, no, the, the, the promo package more than made up for that. The match was solid, and The Fiend is your new Universal Championship, and he's bringing it to SmackDown? I... Mm-hmm. So I would assume Brock is probably going to Raw then, or this is going to be a very short reign, one or the other. <laughs> probably a short reign. I'm mm. I'm assuming, which is sad, but that's what we've come to expect from WWE and Bray. And I was a fool once again. I didn't pick Bray here, and it was fucking Halloween. It should have been. <laughs> <sighs> This pay-per-view ended with me getting one point. Oh, that's the worst you've done all year, I'm pretty sure. One to six with Fat uh, well, Mac getting maybe almost not. every match right. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not, but if you only got one, like I only got one or two also, or zero, you know, but one to six, yeah, that was kind of a sweep. Uh, I should have just said it's a Saudi show. It's got to be, it's got to be across the board. The... The women's match sold this show 100%, and the Falls Gone Anywhere match made everything totally worth it. And if you're not going to watch the show, go find the promo package that they played before the match. It was delightful. Yeah, I think um, I think I myself am going to go back and watch the women's match out of respect for the women. I would just watch the last three. And, I think um, it's worth it. I'm not going to watch the last three. I have no reason to. <laughs> I'll watch the women's match, and I, I might watch the promo package. But, um, yeah, that's it. But that's not bad. I'm I'm very proud of WWE for putting on a spectacular show, especially at a time when 
we all know the um, Saudi Arabia shows, they don't have to put on a spectacular show. They're already paid for. Yeah. They can phone them in. They're not losing out on anything. Uh, they're losing out on their wrestlers uh, showing up at SmackDown tonight, Pasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, so I'm going to bust out kind of the news article, and I'm going to let you get into some of the speculations and uh, rumor and innuendo as, as you like to do, especially because you watch the show, so you know a few things that may or may not. And it was fun because I had a keen eye, and I called all this shit out before any of this <laughs> went down. So I feel so we're moving into the uh, Saudi situation speculations here, Pasty, and to catch everybody up on what's going on here, WWE has been dealing with flight delays in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. That is likely to prevent a lot of SmackDown superstars and crew from making it to Buffalo, New York, for tonight's live episode, which is going on as we record. Yes, we counter-program like the best of them. Damn right. PW Insider reports that the majority of those delayed leaving the kingdom for SmackDown will not make the TV tapings and are now in hotels at Riata. WWE issued a statement this afternoon saying, quote, more than 175 superstars, production crew, and employees boarded a 747 charter flight back to the United States on Thursday. After the door closed, due to several aircraft problems, including mechanical issues, all passengers sat on the tarmac for more than six hours. An immense With, heat, from what I heard. The heat would not shut off, and that was one of the mechanical issues. Oh, I could have used that today. <sighs> With SmackDown set to emanate live from Buffalo, New York, several superstars felt so strongly that they arranged for their own separate charter in order to make it back to the U.S. for the show. Which, folks, isn't true, but this is from the statement. <laughs> Due to unforeseen issues, that charter will not land until after the live broadcast on Fox. Now, that's their issued statement. Brian Alvarez of uh, Wrestling Observer noted on Wrestling Observer Live that there was at least some concern over the show not happening at all due to so many members of production being stuck in the Saudi Arabia, not, not just the wrestlers. Then F4W Online reports that there are people insisting there are no mechanical issues at all, but as of now... That should be taken strictly as a rumor, and it's possible that people on the ground in Saudi Arabia aren't getting all of the information, and they did not say what the issues might be if they aren't mechanical-related, so they had nothing to counter that argument. Word is, though, that several WWE NXT superstars were being flown to Buffalo from Florida. Um, no word yet, though. It probably is word because they're probably airing right now, but you and I are recording. So you and I have no word on what those NXT superstars will be doing or who is going to be brought in. Yeah. So it's just what it looks on the surface, Pacey. A little, uh, little malfunction in the heater. and. Uh... Well, I think there's more to it, and I think a lot of people think there's more to it. Uh, granted, I mean, we did just have the first women's match in Saudi Arabia history, which probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way over there. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you and Brock to let drive again. that there is speculation that Vince may have gotten into an argument with Saudi officials, yeah. which led to him getting his own charter with Hulk Hogan and Brock Lesnar and getting the folk out of there. Probably why Brock's match was the, the first thing on the card. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I did note a handful of things throughout the show where I was like, oh, is this going to cause issue? Is this going to cause issue? Uh, let's start in order. And we start at, I guess it starts with the the, the women's match. Sure. <laughs> and it wasn't the women's match that had any issue. Like I said, that was a great match, and it was well-received by everybody in the crowd. Post-match, Natalia and Lacey Evans were going, or were hugging each other in celebration and everything. They went out to the side of the ring and went up to an older Saudi Arabian woman. Natalia gave her a hug, and the woman, you know, talked her to her, gave her some kind words. Lacey Evans went in to hug the same woman, went to kiss her on the cheek. The woman turned her head as she was already starting to speak, and Lacey Evans planted her a kiss on the lips. The woman then pulled Lacey Evans' head pretty close to her and kept talking rapidly and quiet, and then planted a real kiss on Lacey Evans' lips, and Lacey immediately left and went backstage. Like, oh, Ooh. shit. Um, I don't know if that was a thing, but that's what I definitely read in the moment before I heard any of this. Right. Um, then, as we had talked about on our first Saudi show coverage, uh, there was a list of terms you could not use in Saudi Arabia, King being one of them, but they announced King Corbin as King Corbin. So I don't know if that's a thing. Probably the least of the things I would assume. Probably, but it had been brought up in uh, in, in previous Saudi shows that they were not allowed to use the king word because that is obviously a very respected and honored title over there. Yeah. And then the fiend carried his headlamp to the ring. Which I immediately had assumed wouldn't be in Saudi Arabia at all. No. And not, not only not did he still sh- carry the lamp to the ring, but the lamp itself was unlit. So, like, Bray is being very headstrong about this. It has to come with me. It's part of my gimmick. But I'll shut the light off and I'll carry it in the dark part of the lighting so barely anybody can see it at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after the Jamal Khashoggi stuff, that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's where Bray got the inspiration. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those things uh, definitely stood out to me during the course of the show. And then with the aftermath and the end, I can only speculate probably the Lacey Evans thing would be the most controversial yeah i i would agree with that just just as outsiders looking in we obviously know very little about their rules their customs their feelings any of that but from the outside looking in i would agree yeah that no, seems i don't know like much about their customs thing. but i think i can make a modest assumption of well remember over there. there was a big deal <laughs> when wwe just ran a commercial that showed women that weren't in full body suits. Just showing yeah. that commercial um, caused a big stir. <laughs> yep, yeah. Caused a big stir. <sighs> this is this is interesting as it easily could just... I mean, flights get delayed all the time. Malfunctions happen all the time. It easily could just be that. 
or it, Vince you know, got out of there though, man. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing I did want to bring up is that it said that certain uh, wrestlers decided to charter their own flight. No, what happened was um, Vince. Well, Brock Lesnar took off right away on yeah. his own personal um, plane, which I guess we, we didn't mention that uh, that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, their chartered plane, because they don't fly with the schmucks either, actually uh, had a malfunction. It blew a tire in, I want to say Ireland? It's somewhere. Somewhere. Let's say somewhere. And that um, Brock Lesnar's plane happened to be connecting through that same airport, and they, they hopped a ride with old Lesy. <laughs> so Lesnar, Flair, and Hogan. I would have loved to have been in that That would have been a great flight. God, that's got to be a party flight. That's a whiskey-drinking flight right there. But um, So I'm assuming Flair, Hogan, Lesnar all took off, I'm sure, together. Vince McMahon took off with you know his, his officials. Bray Wyatt and, barely um, made it out. Now, the only thing I hope that we're I missing on White SmackDown right now. Out. Oh, I, I heard he did. Okay. WWE had made an announcement that The Fiend would be at SmackDown tonight. So oh. I don't I don't know how true it is, but. I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I want Brock Lesnar to show up on SmackDown and say, all these motherfuckers talk to me about being a part-timer. Well, I showed up tonight. Where the fuck are you? <laughs> right? That, that would be awesome. <laughs> That would just be just be awesome. They're missing out on the ultimate opportunity if they don't. <laughs> uh. It would be too. Yeah, I mean, it it writes itself perfectly. It writes itself. You know. Yep. Unless the Saudi officials are setting all these wrestlers up to be killed. If that's the case, it's very tasteless and don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow, and you'll find out next week. I'm hoping it's just plane issues, but it sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of shit at uh, foot. And, and then you brought up the the fact that Hogan and Flair's tire magically went out over Ireland. Like to me, that could be set up ahead of time. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could. It's going quite the the extra. Way. That's more storytelling than than WWE does on their scripted shows. But, <laughs> they could learn a thing you know, or two. <laughs> uh, you, you just never know, really. Uh, it's if it we're wasn't for Khashoggi, I wouldn't have the things to say that I have to say. It's yeah, it's going to be a good update. It, well, it might be a boring update next week. And we you would know, think wrestling fans were probably the most outspoken in that whole ordeal. So for them to retaliate oh, sure. against wrestlers would also make sense. Yeah, well, for sure. And like I said, that list of things that was like, why are you doing that? I wouldn't do that. I'd know better, and I don't know much about over there. So, yeah. Yes, of yeah. course. Oh, brings us to uh, a show that we're hoping is going to be a great show. Yeah. Is it going to be we're like hoping. where they air the first three matches on the pay-per-view and then over the next six weeks on YouTube? <laughs> Why? <laughs> You'd hope not. <laughs> but I... I I believe that the um, the pre-show is going to be uh, a pre-take for their show. That's the part you pay show. for to see, and the rest of it's on YouTube. It's <laughs> good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> no, this looks like it's a, a stacked card. I can't imagine this is going to be a three-hour pay-per-view with all these matches. 
It's um Yeah, and that's their estimated runtime. Their estimated runtime is uh two hours and I guess fifty if you don't, minutes. If you don't count the pre show, the, uh, the pre show is gonna be an hour of it could be two hours of wrestling on the pre show almost, depending on the matches. It might be, and they could split it up into two shows, you know. That's that's a full two months worth of MLW <laughs> on YouTube. Damn right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's just uh, bust out the, the pre-show. And uh, as always, pre-show does – we're just we're just following the same rules that WWE set. You know, in yeah. the future, if that changes and things actually tend to matter, and we might change our rules. But for this year, obviously, pre-show, we, uh, we do predict who we think is going to win, but it doesn't matter. We don't get points for them. Right. I do think maybe we count AEW pre-shows because Dark has been very solid. Yeah, but it's still, yeah. Well, it's something we'll have to discuss. Yeah. I just think Dark, it allows them to do the stuff that they can't really do on TV, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, oh, I get it. I like it. I still don't know how much it affects, like, it being a pay-per-view. It's yeah. something we'll, we'll have to see. We have nothing to go by. So far, we've only had, um, what, three... Three pay-per-views, four pay-per-views, and three WWE or uh, AEW darks. Yeah. So we don't have a lot to go off of as of now. Nope. I got my high hopes, though. I, I keep them around. But getting back to MLW Saturday Night Super Fight, the pre-show kicks off with a three-way tag match featuring Contra Union. That's Simon Gotch and Ikuro Kwan versus Dominic Garini, Douglas James, Versus Spirit Squad, Kenny and Mikey. You know, I, I noticed something. I was listening to the uh, Court Bauer interview on Talk is Jericho, and then I seen that uh, Spirit Squad is coming up and everything. You know, Court Bauer went out, and he's been picking up ev- pretty much all of the pretty decent WWE trademarks when WWE fails to repatent them they've been Good. picking them up that's why they were using the war games trade the uh with the war games for a while there because they had bought the war games trademark and then, then sold they sold it back, it back to, to wwe, WWE. yeah for a profit <laughs> yeah they also um they also bought the heart foundation rights mm-hmm. which obviously they've been using and they bought the spirit squad rights that's why so, they only talk about the dungeon in wwe now yeah, the Court Bowers really—he's got a business mind. He's a great booker, hey, but he's Cody's, also got—he's doing the same thing with his father's properties. He what does he own? Oh, uh, he got—I don't know. We talked about American this. Nightmare. It was about yeah, a year I know. Ago, I'm sure. But he like bought multiple pay-per-views his father had created, but he doesn't plan to do anything with them, or so he says. I bet he does. Oh, he will. <laughs> now he's got a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he most definitely will. So, who you got in this match, though? Uh, Bray Wyatt is not on SmackDown, just to let you know. He uh, he didn't make it. Oh, okay. Because he got replaced on Miz TV by Champa. <laughs> Poor guy. I'm going uh, with uh, I'm going with Contra Contra Unit, baby. Cause it's a hell of a game, and uh, because Spirit Squad isn't gonna win. Um, yes, they are. Because like I'm going with Spirit Squad. You never bet against <laughs> Kenny and Mikey. Kenny and Mikey <laughs> for the win. Spirit Squad has taken this one. Hands down. Oh, if only Dolph Ziggler were here. 
Simon ain't got shit on Spirit Squad. Yeah, but Akuro is going to K1 this. Yeah, right. We both know Dominic Guarini and Douglas James are winning this one. I think you're right. I think <laughs> the Guarini James connection. Oh, next we have two fantastical performers that I love watching, and this is going to be this is probably going to be the best match of the pre-show. We've got Iho de Ale Park versus Zenshi. Yeah. I gotta go with Eho Day. Eho Day. I'm going with Senji. There you go. There you go. Then we've got Savio Vega versus Leo Bryan. Woohoo! Um, I think we all know they brought Savio Vega in to make some moves, and they really should build him up before using him. They, they should use him to build up younger talent, but they should build Savio Vega back up. Yeah, give him a then, legacy first, yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm picking Savio Vega here. I'm right there with you. All right, then we've got Gino El Intocable Medina making his MLW debut. I'm going to touch him and prove him wrong. Oh, versus <laughs> Air Wolf. Yes, and... With a name like that, I gotta go Air Wolf. Yeah, man, that's Air Bud's um, black sheep cousin. And uh, <laughs> he doesn't dive through the air and slam dunk hoops. He dives through the air and rips out your throat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm going with the Intocable. I'm gonna touch him and prove him wrong. I I would like to see you touch him. I'm not gonna lie. I would very much enjoy seeing you touch him. I may stroke him. I stroke it, stroke it. Yeah. Yes. And now we make it to the main card. Starting with a trios match, seeing Puma King, Gringo Loco, Septimo Dragon, versus Injustice, the team of Coda Brazil, Myron Reed, and Jordan Oliver. And Pasty. Um, this this is going to be a fun match, I think. Yes! Coda Brazil never but lets me down. Coda Brazil's BA. Actually, probably my favorite out of everyone here. Uh, I was really mad Dragon, when they made but, him a heel, but now that he's a heel, I'm like, oh my god, yes. Right? Um, but I, I made my choice, not by who I think will or will not win, but because I put the, uh... The surnames of these three people together, and it made one badass name, wrestler, final boss in a video game. With that being said, I'm going with King Loco Dragon. I gotta go with the team that Jordan Miles should leave WWE and go to MLW and join, and that is Injustice. Yeah, why not? And and let's just call him ACH then. Yes. Uh, Pasty, yeah, I'm gonna, he should never. I'm gonna, the name Jordan Miles should go away with the shirt at this point, oh right? Oh, my gosh. Like, just Jordan's get rid of it Miles. all. Uh, I'm going to interrupt our, our talk about MLW, which is an amazing show, just to, to say one thing, and then I'm actually going to leave it. I was going through the uh, SmackDown results just to see if anything major popped up while we're, while we're recording and SmackDown was on, and I don't know if anything major happened. But that Pasty, means we gotta, spoilers, folks. <laughs> we got to go and watch... Uh, we got to go and watch this pasty. Uh, no, no spoilers at all, actually. Okay. But 
there is an NXT championship match, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, oh my God. I got to go back and watch that. We're going to get Cole versus Lesnar versus Fiend. That's guaranteed now, right? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Oh, my. Uh, uh, I, 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 I might actually watch pants. that after we're done. No, I yeah, yeah. No, I, I figured as soon as this it was announced that a lot of the crew wasn't making it, I had to tune in when they announced the NXT people were coming. This yep. could be huge for NXT's ratings for next week, and they might finally beat AEW because of this alone. And it sounds like from the little bit I read there is they're playing it off as an NXT invasion. So NXT is Good. invading, which is, Dude. I mean, yeah, it's smart storytelling. Then I hope they were, well, you said Ciampa was there. I, I just, I, they could have just sent undisputed era and been fine. That would have been badass, actually. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but I guess back to the, back to MLW. I mean, they, they, this is their first ever pay-per-view. We, we, they deserve better respect than that pasty. Come on, get your shit together, buddy. <laughs> Oh, uh, we got the battle for respect. Low-key versus Brian Pillman Jr., the cocky Brian Pillman Jr., if you will. If this was three months ago, man, I would have said low-key for sure. But as his empire has kind of fallen, or at least left him behind. So Brian Pillman Jr. is the way to go. You know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's gonna, it's interesting where Promotions Dorado is going. Yeah. Obviously, it's, it's evolved and morphed and, and, and evolved, because I said it twice, so much since its inception when it was basically just, uh, Selena de la Renta and Lucha Brothers and, and, and Conan. Uh, so, it's cool. It's really awesome. There's, there's more, obviously, because they're, they're huge, but, this battle for respect, uh, storytelling tells me that Loki is going to win and is going to put the cocky heel in his place. Yeah. But God, this Brian Pillman Jr., I just, I think it'd be, I think they got more matches to go. These the two, man and has I think, a mullet in 2019. And he rocks it. Like a boss. So I'm, I'm right with you. I'm going to be so proud. Oh my I'm going God. BPJ. Yep. BPJ all the way. <sighs> Hard to bet against them. I I think I think I could easily be, be disappointed here, and Loki could win. I I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't either. This match is gonna, that match is going to be awesome. Yeah. There's there's so many matches on here. I'm like, God, this could be the best match. Oh, this could be the best match. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be the best match. You mean like the next match? Stairway oh. to Hell. <sighs> Seeing Jimmy Havoc take on Mance Warner. And Biesta 666. Or Bestia CCS. Yes. Depends on which side of the border you come from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little too far north. I'm sorry. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Northern Lights, baby. It's cold out out here. (laughs) And I even had to try to do that. Where do I belong? I don't know. (laughs) You belong nowhere. You're just a lost soul wandering the realms. Uh, this one, this one, God, anybody could do it. Um, Bestia Seis was just added to the match like two days ago. Of course. Uh, uh, are you sure? Because I think this has been talked yes. about since Jimmy Havoc had his deathmatch episode. No, no, because Bestia was out injured. And uh, De La Renta just announced it and they just added her to it. In fact, I don't know if they've even changed the graphic yet. So it was a, a surprise. She forced it in 
as she likes to do. Um, so that made me think that he is getting it. But then I was going through and I'm like, God, I wonder if, uh, wonder if there's going to be some, some issues for promotions de la, or Dorado. So I'm, anybody could win this. Holy buckets if anybody could win this. But I'm going to go with the chainsaw wielding Mance Warner. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I don't know if people know this Stairway to Hell concept, so I suppose we should probably explain it to them. Is it a basically, ladder match with stairs? Well, no. <laughs> it's basically a ladder match, but instead of there being a title belt, that you're going for, you're going for a giant roll of barbed wire. And it's not that you win when you get it. It's just all hell breaks loose once you get it. It's definitely (laughs) a Jimmy Havoc match, yeah. Oh, yeah, it works perfect for Jimmy (laughs) Havoc. It works great for Mance. It works great for uh, Bestia Seis, of course, the son of Damien Seis, who was a hardcore legend in Mexico and around the... uh, California independent scenes and you know why they call him that right because he's my bestie oh (laughs) say it's time's over baby I'm kidding because I'm not picking bestia either Jimmy Havoc all the way man this is his match and to be honest I haven't heard of these other two and I think AEW wants to keep their AEW talent happy so that they keep them around because it's money you know, it would be just like any other, like a WWE guy in a, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but like the whole new Japan ring of honor situation, you want to keep those people happy to keep them around. Yeah. Um, for sure. And yeah. I've yeah. got a hard on for Jimmy Havoc lately. So, Oh, I've loved Havoc forever. Mance Warner, of course, is badass, and bestia say, 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 he's got a, uh, He's got a lineage that he has to uphold. And that's and... the thing I love, too, because this is like a death match with people from different, like, like they're the, it seems like the most gruesome people from different areas of the world. So, yeah, like, you're... the sickest minds from across the globe coming together for this match. I think it's going to be great. It. It, it's, uh, it's obviously going to be great. And then we go to another match that is, is just going to be great. It's the National <laughs> Openweight Championship. The impressive Alex Hammerstone, who's who's super impressed me when I never did really want to get behind him. They have an open weight championship now too. Yeah, most is, places do. Is it never open? It's national open. <laughs> it's open nationally. Uh, Alex Hammerstone will be defending the title against Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. Hammerstone, Hammerstone rolls with the boys, man. Yes. I love Heart Foundation, but I think Hammerstone picks this one up, especially with uh, Sammy Callahan being your new Impact World Champion. I just think it looks good. You know, first of all, he just he just looks good with yeah. the belt. Yeah. He's he's badass. I very much He reminds me of uh the God damn it. The lead singer of the offspring, but on steroids. Oh, um, you know what? I, 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 I probably know his name, but I don't even have a guess of his name right now, which I probably should. I know all of his music. I don't know his name, so don't feel bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love the offspring. I mean, they're they're amazing. You got to keep them separated, though, or so I've heard. I, I just, I just, 
I've just heard that. That's why they know. haven't released new music in years. <laughs> yeah, right. They've, been, they've kept themselves separated. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, hey, don't play no mind. You're under 18. You'll be doing it in time. Yep. <laughs> you damn right. Oh, what are we? What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, the dynasty. We're talking about yeah, the David dynasty Boy and the heart. Yes. Um. Um. I'm I'm going with Davy Boy Smith Jr. here. I think that I think that I want to see. Did I fuck up and say Callahan when I meant uh, MJF, or are they all in the same thing? Um, they're not in the same thing. I, if you said Callahan, I must not have been paying attention to you. I did say Callahan. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he was with Contra because Contra is Callahan's crew in MLW, right? No, Callahan oh. is OVE. He's OVE everywhere. Then I I thought that was I thought he was with a different crew and because for a while he was with uh with Selena. Oh Dale no no Renta no no no! You're right. You're right. He's with he, uh yeah 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 yeah. No no no! You're right. He's with Contra there. I'm sorry. I'm, okay, I'm getting yeah. my thing mixed I, up now. See, I get shit jumbled because I don't watch the show all the time. So. But you know what? To be fair, it's great that we live in a world where so many of these super talented wrestlers are in multiple companies mm-hmm. and doing multiple shit. You know, it's it's great. Um, that's something that Court Bauer touched on in that. They gotta Jericho let Sammy bring the Impact Championship about, but... to MLW. He needs to show it off at least, if not defend it there. I don't know if they'll allow it. You know, it takes a little. I don't know. That's all for. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. I just don't know how that all works out for everybody. Yeah. Um, with that being said, you said Hammerstone. I said uh, DiBiase, right? Yes. Or not DB. I said yes. DiBiase. Now we're really getting <laughs> thrown out there. We don't know what's going on, folks. We just don't even know. Randy Orton's MLW confirmed. <laughs> it's They're great. bringing Cody in from AEW too. Just uh. bring them all in. <laughs> Legacy. Bring them all in. Legacy and MLW. Would that not be beautiful? I think it would. I think it would. I think it very much would. Mm. So then we've got Timothy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher, which is Fat Mac's favorite reference I make on the show. Of course. Versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, this one, um... We're going with Filthy Tom, come on. Yeah, Tommy Boy, it seems a little one-sided here, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I think it does. And, and... Tom's lost a little bit over over to lately, and I don't want to see that. I think he needs to keep himself strong. So yeah, yeah, I want to see that. Definitely a top guy for the company. Oh yeah. So then we got the Tornado Tag Team Championships. That's a that's a that's championship for Tornado Tag. MLW has been doing some cool ass shit. Oh, no, it's, it's a tornado, tornado championship. The... It's a tornado tag for the tag team championships. Okay. A tornado that... tag championship. That needs to be something that exists. I think people need to do that. AEW should do it. it. They want to put their tag teams above everything else. Give them two sets of titles. <laughs> uh, Dynasty. That's MJF go. and Richard Halliday versus Marshall and Ron Ross Von Eric. Ron Voss Eric. <laughs> Ron Voss, Eric, he's my man. Oh, Ron Voss. 
This one's pretty like one-sided Ross, too, I think, not. right? Right? Oh! And this plays once again, and with you keep your AEW guys happy, because they I'm, don't have I'm, to be there. Um... MJF is a MLW guy who is working for AEW. Yeah, but he's going to be in AEW. I know that much for sure. I think I think You MJF think he's going to leave MLW and go to AEW? I think I think in the end he will be AEW. He's setting himself up in a position yeah. where he's going to be a, a top star there. I'm questioning if he's going to drag the rest of Dynasty with him before. See, I would actually, and I don't know, but I would disagree because I think MJF would like to be an MLW so he could actually I'm work just saying, dates. The moment he turns and, uh, on Cody, money. he's if going he's making... to need a team to back him up. So if he pulls Dynasty from oh. fucking, you know what I mean? That could be beautiful. Dynasty Again, we live in a great world where, yeah, we're, we're, we're living in a great world where they don't even have to be AEW contracted people and still have a feud run with them. So, yeah. Uh, but the deal with me is Marshall and Ross have a huge upside and a huge future, but I think they're still green. I don't think you put the championships on them now. I think you build them up. And I think, I think some losses and chase and some titles are actually going to help them grow a, a hell of a lot, to be honest. Yeah. So who are you going yeah. with? <laughs> Uh, Dynasty, Dynasty. <laughs> I think I think Marsh. I think Marshall and Ross are just too young, and they need to get knocked out a bit. So yeah, Dynasty's taking it. Yeah, you want to bring in this next one? I gotta run and grab some. I think you should. I think I should. And here we have just another match that could end up being the best match of the night between two just awesome showmen. Fantastic wrestlers, great grapplers. I mean, you name it. They're both just super on the mic. We got the middleweight championship. Of course, that's held by Teddy Hart. And he is going to be defending that title against A-double Austin Aries. What a match this is going to be. Holy shit. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. That's a fight forever (laughs) scenario right here. Fight forever. And, you know, it's, you got just two great guys and two guys that you could, well, two guys that on paper you could build a company around. But as you and I talked before we recorded, uh, there's there's some question, I think, with uh, A-Double on the way he's behaved in various other promotions, including yeah. Ring of Honor, including Impact, including WWE. Yeah, he tends to leave a sour taste in the mouth wherever he goes. <laughs> he does. And so he's like the CM Punk who won't quit wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> Basically, that's kind of what it's like. And he'll go to AEW next. And they'll take him. And he'll leave a sour taste. And he'll leave a sour taste. It's um I, I really wanted to pick A-Double. In fact, I had originally picked A-Double. I did see that. 
But I, as the longer I sat and thought about it, I was like, you know what? If I'm Court Bauer, I don't put it on. Mm-mm. I don't put a title on on Austin Aries right now. He's got to earn that shit. You know what he's done to other companies. Everybody knows. Yep. You put him through the ringer. You make him pay them dues all over again. That's the same thing I would expect for CM Punk if he came back to professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You'd really have to. He has to prove himself. So uh, I CM Punk signs to WWE first night on jobs to Roman Reigns. That'd be beautiful. <laughs> oh, could you imagine the, the the backlash from the fans? Oh, it'd be. I'd love it. Honestly, I, I mean, would you just could feed love him to it. the fiend. I guess that'd be fun too. And then <laughs> and then everybody before it. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be behind that. No, I'm going with Teddy Hart. I'm picking I'm picking old Tedster. Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, yep, I'm going Teddy Hart myself. I don't know why. I just I like this uh Hart Dynasty more than any other Hart Dynasty. I'm saying that. Hart Foundation. Yes. yes. Dynasty. They well, let's mash them groups up and it's even better. That would be cool. But yeah, I like this Heart Foundation better than any other iteration of the foundation. <laughs> and then we go on to what probably will end up being the best match of the night. But who knows? <laughs> it's a roll of the dice, folks. <laughs> we have a no DQ cannot end without a, a, a finish, World Heavyweight Championship, Jacob Fatu defending the championship against L.A. Park. Jacob Fatu is the Fatu who just did the job while Roman was out with cancer on WWE, yeah? He was there for one episode and lost to somebody, and then that was it. I don't think that was Jacob Fatu, but I could be wrong. I think it was, because I thought for sure he was joining the Usos after that, but then they didn't keep him around. Jacob Fatu, I know, is the son of Rikishi. Yeah, that's where I thought he was. I think think that is what I'm talking about. Okay, maybe it was. That's possible. If he was there for one thing, I don't horribly remember. Something to do with the benefit for some... I don't even think it was Roman Reigns, but it was another Fatu who passed away. No, 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 it was... Yeah, no, it's for uh, it's for the one that has cancer, not Roman. Um, <laughs> the one who actually had cancer. Yeah, the real cancer, you know what I mean? The one the gimmick was inspired by. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, but yeah, it very well could have been him. That's I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's extremely talented. Uh, amazing! He's an amazing athlete. He's got an amazing yeah. lineage, obviously. Yep. And and he's got a look. Like I mean, he could be a Roman Reigns for MLW easily. Uh-huh. But with that being said, Pasty, where do you sit on this match? Well, last week a big story was the real La Park took that insane bump and broke his neck, right? So I think you want both Eho and Padre Day to, to win their matches to cash in on that other stuff. <laughs> I love how you put Padre Day, which would actually imply the grandfather of Eho. Well, he's the pot. If he's the father Papa of uh, of LA Park, Papa. Papa Park. 
I like it. Pop and park. Big pop and park. <laughs> Comes out with chains and does some. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's good. Gets, that's the longer good. you think about it, the funnier it gets. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks I, in a really squealy, high pitched voice. <laughs> that is uh I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, it's not Padre Day then, it's Big Papa Park. <laughs> but that's my pick. <laughs> because the other one broke his neck and I just like, I, uh, you put it's them almost over because like, oh my god, he broke his neck and came back from injury. No, that was a different one. <laughs> it's almost as good as a uh, thick mama pump from impact i love jordan yes. grace's thick mama pump gimmick we can have we can have uh we should get they should get uh they need to get scott steiner pd williams la park and uh jordan grace together and they'll be the pump squad you got you got the canadian muscle you got big papa pump you got papa park you got you got big papa park. You got thick mama pump. Woo man, this is. And they can I'm take on the heart dynasty. My own mind here. The heart foundation. With that, there you go. <laughs> with that being said, um, I I think you definitely build this company around Jacob Fatu, and I also think L.A. Park Scott who Steiner has been one of my favorite a, a Heisenberg and make Steiner meth. That's just a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the slogan can just okay. be a Steiner math. You know what I mean? It all fits. Exactly. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad again lately. It's it's delightful. Um, with that being said, <laughs> as much as I love L.A. Park, La Parca, all of that, um, he, he's a little older, and I don't think you need him and he'd carrying your world Steisenberg. heavyweight championship. And I don't think that you need uh, need to be worrying about him getting injured. So I think I think. Oh, you're gonna no sell Steisenberg? Are you fucking kidding uh, me? <laughs> I well, because I like I like Jacob Fatu, and I think you can definitely build around him. I'm I not... think you can too. Well, there but you go. Steisenberg, that's, that's where what the I'm money saying. is. I'd put all my GFW gold on that. <laughs> it's good stuff. Great I'm stuff. I, you better be. <laughs> Oh, Pacey, then we got to have a tiebreaker just in case. Yes. And the tiebreaker is... What is it? Does the Hart Foundation win all of their matches? Well, Pacey, um, being as I picked uh, a Hart Foundation member to all win, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say yes. I'm going to say no, and the one who loses gets jumped out. Oh, no. Gets dropped from the rafters on a fucking. <laughs> Ooh, too soon. I mean, it's not really too soon. That's crazy. It was like back in '99. Come on now. Did you see that picture that came out? It was all over the internet this week. Uh, Vince McMahon testing Shawn Michaels, fucking dolly that brought him down from the rafters. Oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> My initial I, uh... comment is he wasn't testing Owens. <laughs> right. No, apparently he did test uh, test Owens. He's uh, apparently he's he tests all those things, and he actually enjoys doing it. Surprisingly, uh, not surprisingly, that's Vince. He's fucking nuts. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? He probably jumps off jumps off all the shit Shane does 
beforehand. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I got to make sure it's safe for you, boy. Uh, okay, we got to keep it, it going or we're going to go long. Uh, but we don't got a lot left, so I think we'll end up making it. But we've only got 10 minutes here, Pacey, to knock out the rest of the news stories. But this is going to be an awesome uh, pay-per-view. I can't wait to see it. Good for MLW for getting this far. And uh, can't wait to recap it next week. Yes. But something we can recap right now, Pasty, is PWI just released their women's 100 top 10 list. I'm excited to get that magazine to get the yes, whole 100. Folks. And that's our top story in this week's Savage Sentinel. A segment so short it hardly deserves the topic title. But hardly. we'll be coming into it, breaking down your top 10 PWI women's top 100. But only the top 10. Because the rest don't matter. According to Fat Mac, who wrote the notes. I never said it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I expected to have some pretty good debate on this, but we're running short. So we're just going to run through this and I suppose just say a few <coughs> uh, major things we want to point out. But I'd say first, let's just run down the list. You want to go down the full list for us? Yeah, coming in at number 10, we've got Nicole Savoy hailing from Shimmer. Number 9, we got Mercedes Martinez from Shimmer. John Moxley, as he's announced in AEW. I just, yeah, he had so many letters that aren't even in J-O-N-E-A-W-N. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Io Shirai from WWE comes in at number 8. Natalia comes in at number seven. Good for you, Natty. You don't deserve it, but you're there. <laughs> Bailey comes in at number six, hailing from WWE. Should be higher on the list, but I'm glad she crapped the top five. Tessa Blanchard, hailing from Impact Wrestling. Number four is Shayna Baszler, who should also be. They should be the top two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Ronda Rousey comes in at number three. Charlotte Flair at number two, and the man Becky Lynch, number one. Yeah, I mean, the first the first thing that stands out is out of the top ten, not only are seven out of the top ten WWE women, but the, the top four are all WWE. They're which... not represented properly anywhere else, unless it's Shimmer well, or Impact, where they compete in the men's division. Yeah, you know? that, and it goes to show you that WWE does currently have some of the best women out there for women yeah. wrestlers. They don't always do right with them, but they definitely do have <laughs> quite a group of women wrestlers. Hey, and I'm going to say this right here. Tessa Blanchard should keep going with Impact on a bi-episode basis until she wins the title. Then she should go to WWE and say, Becky Lynch, who's the fucking man? You got women's titles. And then that should be that feud. Sorry. I like that. Yeah. I don't like her leaving Impact for WWE, but I like that. No, but like we said before, if um, she goes anywhere, the only way she goes up is WWE. Everywhere yeah. else is... For sure. Um, Becky Lynch, number one, I definitely agree with. I don't know how Charlotte got number two, but I think she did hold titles for a long period this year, so that's possible. No, I don't think she did. I think... Okay. I think, I'd say top, she had a title for a month and a half. Well, then I don't think She's she... She's been really on the back burner this year. 
Um, Bailey, I don't think should have been as high as she was. Natty shouldn't have been as high as she was. I would have loved to see some more Shiba it's, women Natty's out there. Natty's just getting that veteran's respect we've been talking about. Yeah. She's been there longer than any other woman on the roster, so that's the push she's getting. And Mercedes she probably Martinez. deserves it by now. She does. I, I'm For sure she does. I love Bailey. Mercedes Martinez is great. I think she belongs there. Nicole Savoy probably shouldn't be in the top ten, but right now off the top of my head trying to round things up, I can't really think of a indie uh, female wrestler that I'd put in front of her, so we'll go with that. Ronda Rousey, I don't Did have a problem with. Did you happen to catch where your girl to. Nyla Rose ranked? I'm interested to hear. Uh, we won't know until the, the magazine's officially released. They just put okay. out their top ten ahead of time to tease you and get you salivating. I got you. Why do they give you – they should give you like – the, the, the bottom 10? Yeah, 100 to 90. Because <laughs> uh. it gets you talking. It gets people discussing it like us. Uh, got anything else to say on it that you didn't say when we were knocking them down? No, I think it's it's pretty well earned. I would reorder it somewhat. Bailey would be down more. Shayna Baszler, Tessa Blanchard would be up more. Charlotte I think Tessa would be gets down more. Personally. The only thing Charlotte did of note this year is a you know, 10-time women's champion, which is a huge thing. It's it's big. You can't it overlook is. it. So yeah. I guess she deserves that. I, I'm not going to argue anything on this list. Other than I don't watch Shimmer, so I don't really know the 9 and 10 slot. But yeah. not complaining. With that being said, uh, we're going to bust these next two news stories out. Uh, but one of them isn't that big, and one of them's kind of big, but not a lot to say about it. Comings and goings, pasty AEW has signed 30-year-old former English boxing Olympian Anthony Agogo. I don't know if I'm sure I'm supposed to be Agagog or something. I don't know, but I like Ogogo. <laughs> like yes, it's great. So Ogogo won the bronze medal in the middleweight division at the 2012 London Olympics and retired from boxing with an 11 to 1 record. 11 wins, one loss. And he retired back in 2016. Cody later tweeted about the new signing, noting that Ogogo will be the first developmental project for AEW. So this is going to be kind of interesting to see how this one pans out. It's fun because I just sit here <clears throat> imagining Cody's like, oh, they got a boxer for their Saudi show. I'm going to sign one long term. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. He's going to be there, Mark Marrow. <clears throat> uh, okay. Hopefully he's more than Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I hope so. Mojo will go-go. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, oh, good. what do we I got on the injury report, Pasty? Jay Lethal broke his arm at Ring of Honor United in Bolton, England. The injury took oh. place near the end of his match against PCO, who you can only assume is out to injure people with that gimmick he has. Holy shit. Oh, that, and he just decides to fucking jump out the wrong side of the <laughs> fucking ring. Dude. He's not guy, right. I wouldn't trust I mean, him in the ring. I, I get it that he's, you know, legally blind, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they need one of those clicky things or something. I don't know. I'm here. I'm here. Click, click. I'm here. Click, click. <laughs> I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> uh. Yes, near the end of the match, PCO came down on him, and Lethal moved a bit before the impact, and his arm took the brunt of the drop, thusly breaking it. 
And apparently the manager, general manager of Ring of Honor was nowhere to be found. No, and 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 ACH was applauding. <laughs> He's like, there you go, break that fucker's arm. AC, you know, ACH and PCO are tight because they're both three-letter acronyms. Right, yeah. That's what keeps them locked in, you know. And they're both jealous of IHOP TJP. Damn right, because he's got more letters in his acronym. <laughs> oh, pasty. You got anything this else? This is to a say little bit of foreshadowing for next week's show, and I think we're going to break a lot more news to you on Joey Mercury leaving Ring of Honor and the things he had to say today. There was a lot. There was just too much for us to sort through before the show, and we think it's only one side of the story, and there's a lot more we're going to be able to talk about next week. Yes. Hopefully, by the end of this, we'll be able to get to the bottom of why Ring of Honor is at the bottom of the pro wrestling pile right now. And uh, I think there needs to be a change, because this could be bad. This could be fatal. That, and I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued, because I'm I'm 90% sure that it is Joey Mercury's... uh, Twitter, but obviously he deleted his old Twitter that was connected to Ring of Honor, and this new Twitter jumped up with all these things. Nobody really knows for sure if this is Joey Mercury's Twitter and if that's Joey Mercury. So Kathy I'm ninety percent sure it is standing alongside the claims that were stated in the complaints, though. Kelly Klein is. I don't there know about go. Kathy Kelly, Kathy, but Kelly Klein no, definitely it's is. It's a KK. Okay. Uh, just keep it there, buddy. Don't add no more. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so is uh, B.J. Whitmer. So yes. it'll be interesting to, uh, it's again, yeah, going to be very interesting. We can't wait to drop a lot more news on that. We'll probably have an update on ACH himself. And um, hopefully some actually boring news coming out of the Saudi Arabia incident. Hopefully it is just a mechanical failure. But if not, we're definitely going to have something to talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Yes, we will. So you can expect all that and more next week, Pasty. Yes, indeed, Fat Mac. I'm looking forward to it. It's always a great time with you and the people and the and the bourbon. And the people. And the whiskey. And the people. And the Steiner meth. Yes. Steisenberg for life. <laughs> we'll see you next week, baby. <laughs> <laughs>